0: Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations, so be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining me today on this very special show. I have returning guests, Stella and Robin Mountain. They have been with me before, and they are the owners of Nantaba African Safari in the Taba Coffee House. And I wanna welcome you to the show, you guys. I'm so happy to have you back. Thank you, Marsha. We're so glad
1: to
2: be with
0: you again. Yeah. Well and you know, I would be remiss. You know, part of my tagline in doing this for completing seven years in just next month is conversations plus Connections equals community, and that can mean different things to different people. But I must give a shout-out to Jamie Bundy. She is married to a classmate of mine that I have known since junior high school, and it was because of Jamie that I was connected to the two of you, and that began – our time together, and that opportunity for me to go to Africa because of you. It's going to be hard for me not to interrupt you with my stories, but this is really about you guys. And I thought for those that missed our first time together that you could just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. And Stella, I'm going to start with you. And Stella, you know that your first name is is very emotional and important to me because that was my mother-in-law's name. So just saying that could make me well up. So your name along with your story is very important to me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well,
1: thank you, Marsha. Well, I was born in South Africa um, many, many years ago. I grew up there most of my life, my childhood, in on a farm in the rural area of KwaZulu Natal. That's where I grew up. I actually we spoke German in our home, and um, I, as I, because I grew up on a farm, when I went to school, I spoke English, I, I spoke German, and Zulu. I really learned the English language when I was at school. So that is it. Um, how I came, how Robin still, te- still um, teases me and says he's still teaching me proper English, but that's <laughs> where we got to leave it. <laughs> that's but anyway, funny. I grew up in, I was in South Africa and then of course we moved to the USA almost 23 years ago. So um, I'm now an African-American, so it's my whole family. And, yeah, I'll leave it up to Robin. How did we meet? Oh, Robin wants to know how we met by accident. (laughs) (laughs) I bet it wasn't. (laughs) No, we both went to a party of a a mutual friend, um, and neither of us really wanted to go, but we had friends who encouraged us to go, and that's where we met. So that's how we met years ago.
0: Wow. But you spoke German. I don't know why that comes as a surprise to me, but it does. Robin, Mm -hmm. um, tell me a little bit about your background. And and I know that you met um, Stella at a party, but what part of um, South Africa were you born in?
2: I was born in um, between Johannesburg and, and, and Pretoria. I was actually born in Germiston, while my parents were teaching in Swaziland. Both of my parents used to be teachers. And um, I, I came. I popped out the weekend that my mum had been to visit her mum, in, in 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 Springs, in fact. But yeah, I I'm a fifth generation South African, the same as Phila. We both speak six languages now. And I went to Pretoria Boys High, which is where Elon Musk went to school. Look at that poor guy nowadays. Um, I was five years. <laughs> above. I was five years above him at school, and um, because I'm a white South African, I was actually drafted into the military. Um, two years military or five years in jail, and it was actually after oh. my military service. Correct, John. I, I, I don't have a PhD in mathematics, but five were just a little bit too long for me. And um, I actually um, came over to America um, right after my military service to work for beekeepers um, to learn to raise queen bees. I worked in uh, Texas, Colorado, and Hawaii, and California actually.
0: Yeah. Really, how did you learn how to do beekeeping?
2: Okay, my dad. In fact, I'm a second-generation beekeeper. My dad was Africa's largest beekeeper for many, many years. Uh, wow. summer a school teacher, you know, he pulled his. In fact, my dad was an amazing um, person. He had his leg amputated at the age of 14. He had, he had bone marrow cancer, and um, he just, he just he stood he stood taller than most people. Yet he was shorter than me. But um, wow. he, he he was Africa's largest beekeeper and. I was actually taught by Professor George Wojtka from um, Warsaw University how to do artificial insemination of any queen bees.
0: No kidding. So that's what ultimately brought you here to the United States? Was that, what, 1999? Is that when you guys arrived?
2: That's correct, yeah. We came over on Stella's birthday the 17th of July on 1999, and um, I ran a very large queen bee breeding operation in California, Um, in Yuba City, and had a wonderful time working there. That's correct.
0: You know what's so interesting about what you said about that? Because I have a little bit of a connection to Yuba City. If my memory serves me accurately, I think Yuba City is one of the largest Indian um, locations in the United States, am I right? From Punjab and Uh, other parts of India. Was that... Did you find that to be the case when you were there?
2: Absolutely, it was a uh, it was a uh, the, the the Sikh Indian,
0: Sikhs and, right, um,
2: the, the Sikhs, and it was quite interesting. At one stage, we had a uh, the, the, the 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 Queen breeding outfit was between between a mosque and a temple, and uh, we 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 weren't sure who was going to throw stones at who, in <laughs> and, oh, and any part of the day. But we, we had a wonderful that... time there. And it was and it was was actually very very um, interesting to see how the city handled such a large Sikh population. So in most of the prominent positions in the banks and in the police service and so on, they had a um, a, a person of Sikh background there, which really just brought a lot of of harmony to that little city.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. And, you know, I'm thinking about how multilingual you are and and, like this is going to be a really bizarre question but it just it it comes to me because you know we're having a conversation and if we were sitting having a cup of coffee um at your coffee house I would probably say this to you so when you're dreaming do you hear your dreams in what language
2: it depends if I'm dreaming of, of Stella, of course, who's German, hey? No, I, I really wouldn't know. You know, I've had questions before, and I have no idea.
0: Isn't that funny? But you're, I mean, you're, that's so, and, and you have children, correct? You have, don't you have, a, I know you have at least one son, right? Yeah, we actually have got two sons and a daughter. Oh, and a daughter, yeah, three children. Yeah, yeah, three children. And do, are they yeah. multilingual as well? Um, not really. They understand
1: German very well. They um, also learned Afrikaans a little bit while they were still in South Africa. So all of them were born in South Africa and we moved over, we immigrated to the USA once. Um, Catherine was the youngest and she was five at that stage. So they were all raised in South Africa. Um, So still spoke the South African accent, but, you know, the youngest one has the least accent now. But it is amazing how when we go and visit in South Africa, they all of a sudden pick up the South African accent again. Yeah, so that's that's um, so they mainly speak English, a little bit of German, but really just understand it, unfortunately. I did not keep the language up. In South Africa, it's very typical um, to keep the German language going. So um, Mm. I'm a fifth generation South African, so my forefathers came to South Africa many, many generations ago, but they kept on speaking the German language, which is very unlike here in the States that I have found.
0: That's so interesting. I'm sure that people that are listening to this right now are going, German? You know, I, I wouldn't have known. But your name, <laughs> yeah. your name means something mm-hmm. significant, right? Um, Stella, yes, it means star. And
1: um, also our name, our last name, mountain, is actually um, Zulu, uh, a mountain in Zulu is Intaba.
0: Intaba. And, and I'm going to yeah, spell that's... that for those of you that are listening, because sometimes I've I've added an A to the, word of the of the spoken word, so I'm going to spell this for you. It is N-T-A-B-A, and that is Zulu for mountain, which I think is just so cool. And we're going to be talking about your safaris. As I said, I, I can speak from experience because I was, had the good fortune of doing that thanks to you and arrangements that you made for myself. My friend Shelley Wells, while we visited there in two thousand and seventeen so let 's talk about your business when When did that actually start for you? your um, African safaris It started in two thousand and
1: five, and how it really started is in- Being in the beekeeping industry, Robin had so many beekeepers say, when you go back home, please take us along. It sounds like a wonderful country to visit. And so he kept all these names and cards. And when we were able to travel back home, he contacted them all and said, I'm going back to South Africa. Would you like to join me? And uh, we group of 30 people going to South Africa with Robin. So at that stage, we did not have the safari company yet. Um, so we did a call on dad, and Robin's dad arranged a local travel agent and got them to arrange the whole trip for us. And Robin, with our two youngest children, took the, it traveled with the group to South Africa. And knowing Robin, you will realize that he absolutely loved it. Yes. (laughs) He loved sharing our country and our home country with um, the clients. And when they got back, he says, you know, the clients loved it. I loved sharing it. I think we need to start a company. And so that's what we did. We started in Taba. At that stage, we called it in Taba Tours. Um, but over the years, we realized that the word, uh, the name was not really very um, appropriate, so uh, descriptive enough, so we changed it to Intaba African Safaris.
0: That's great. And I can say your website is fabulous. And for anybody that loves photography, this is, this is a photographer's dream come true. And if you are Mm -hmm. lucky enough to see some of the things that I saw, it was incredible. And not everything is a safari. The Nelson Mandela Museum is not a safari. Table Mountain is not a safari. There is so much to see, and you guys can take people to see that. Let's talk about – because I think this is important – Let's talk about the definition of safari, because I have a feeling safari might mean different things to different people. So how would you define the safari?
2: Actually, that's a very really good statement you made. The word safari is a Swahili word. It's, a, it's, a, it's an ancient word, and it means long, arduous journey. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with, with, with either hunting or hunting. Or looking at animals. The, the word um, safari is the same as, as you know any of the other um, ancient Swahili words, um, and it means long, arduous journey. <clears throat> so um, you know if you want to go on a safari within Taba you you, you know, or, or if you want to travel within Taba, you say um, um, safari in Taba. and uh, <clears throat> and and you know that's what we, 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 we we've we've I, I've done so many times on in and on social media. Just said that you know safari does not spell hunting. Um, you know, right. when, when 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 I grew up, we called those hunting expeditions. We never spoke about safaris in, in that respect. So, you know, we only do do photographic safaris or um and, or, or nature safaris. I've just had a group that have just come out of, of Kenya, and they were led by a very good friend of mine, David Marks. And he's an uh, he's an international professional photographer, and um his work and um, he, he he shoots in black and white, and um, oh. you've seen some of his work. You've seen some of it on my um, social media. I've got some of it up in my um, coffee shop as well, and you'll be able to get his work um, in my coffee shops and also on the coffee shop website. Um, but David is an—I mean—he talks about shooting razor-sharp photographs. And It's like, oh, I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> but right. um, yeah, that's, it's interesting. So as I say, you know, we—we, we really only support photographic safaris.
0: I'm—I'm I'm glad you said that. So how long is a typical, and I know typical is like, really? But how long is a typical safari? You
2: know, that's an interesting question because we we, we do safaris in both East Africa and and Southern Africa, a certain amount in West Africa, but but mainly in in the East and the South. Um, You know, it all depends on how much leave one can get. And and when, when people say to me, what's the best time of the year to go, I say, when does it best suit you? Not forgetting that Cape Town has a Mediterranean climate, so they have cold, wet winters. when you tell some somebody from from North Dakota what what cold in Cape Town is, they say, really, but it's a it's a cold wet winter they don't get snow, they don't get um, frost, but it's, a, just a, it's because of of the cold Benguela current, as I say they get that cold wet winter, then they have their hot, dry summer. that's why the Cape Province is so good for blowing wine. Um, and then, um, and then up in the Kruger Park area. Honestly, whether you're there in midwinter or midsummer, you're still going to see the same amount of, of, of game. It's just whether you're warmer or, or, or cold, run of vehicle. But we usually say between 10 to to 12 days. And then for somebody who is retired, who's got the time, go for 21 days.
0: Right. And you know, it's it's interesting. Um, you'll have to excuse me as I continue to interrupt my own personal experiences. But when when we, were, when we had the safari arranged for us, we, um, and you actually um, also put us in lodging, and that's important, too. You know, there are mosquitoes in South Africa, and I didn't know what a mosquito net was like. But I can tell you I do now because that was like covering our beds. I never got a mosquito bite, and I was concerned about that. That was not a problem. But what we did is we took a, a safari um, in the at dusk, and we actually saw something that our guide himself had never seen before. Now, it's a little graphic, what I'm about to say, but it is it is the law of nature. It's not like somebody from um, the pet stores coming out to feed these animals. They have to eat. There are a lot of um, bison and tigers and all kinds of animals whoa, that we saw. Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I just stop you there? No bison, no tigers.
0: <laughs> oh, I did Wait. Wait, oh, I, I said tiger. I didn't mean tiger. And it was water buffalo, not bison. And it was a lion, not a tiger. Oh, my goodness. There you have it. Thank you for correcting me.
2: do And it was an, an African buffalo. Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> oh, it, it, was that I what it know, was through. called, an African buffalo? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Or a cape buffalo. We only get the water buffalo in Asia.
0: Oh. I. You know so what?
2: Don't, worry, don't worry.
0: I thank you for that. that thank you for that in, um, a correction. We actually saw a lion, a lioness was the female, take down that African buffalo,
1: oh and
0: God. it was a little like you want to look, but you don't want to look, but you want to look. It was, <laughs> it was really incredible, and I say that because you have to hear the part two, which was we went back early the very next morning with the same tour guide, with the same group of, there were only nine of us on this, in this truck, this open air air truck. I, I don't know if truck is a good Jeep or whatever you would call this, but it was, belonged to your company. And we went right back to that location. And you know what I saw. I saw the entire pride eating. The lioness had was feeding her cubs. The lions and there were two of them were sitting proudly like look what my woman did, and it was incredible. It really was incredible. I didn't it mm-hmm. it, it you could make it sound gruesome in your head, but it was not gruesome. It was it was mother nature taking care of things, it was, it was unbelievable, really. It, it, it was incredible. I, I, I had to mention that because you won't always see something like that, nor should that be your main goal because your tour guides, including yourselves that also do this, are so knowledgeable and so willing to say, let me identify that bird for you. There's a bird on the mm-hmm. back of that giraffe. What is it doing? Well, as a matter of fact, it's looking for mites. Oh, wow! What kind of a bird is that? What, where are the hippos? Look at that alligator! I mean, oh my gosh! It was just—it was fabulous. I—I I, I just. So, what are some of the countries that people would be able to see in Southern Africa and East Africa? What are some of those locations?
1: Okay, in Southern Africa, we mainly do safaris and uh, see the animals in South Africa, Um, Zimbabwe, Botswana. You can also do Namibia and Zambia. So those are the countries in Southern Africa. Um, In East Africa, we visit Malawi. Sorry, Robin um, also added Malawi to that as well. Um, In East Africa, we visit Tanzania and Kenya. And then we do the gorilla trekking in Rwanda, which is amazing. Um, You can also do that in Uganda. So that is amazing. Mm. You can
0: talk about that, can't you, Robin? You know about that trekking, don't you?
2: Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, One of my favorites. Um, Yeah, I, I just came out in October this last year from leading a group in Tanzania to see the migration. We actually started off in a southern camp um, um, south of Russia called Taringiri. Beautiful, um, smaller game reserve. We went up into the Ngorongoro Crater, and that's just uh, the the privilege of a lifetime. And then from there, we flew into the Serengeti, and mm-hmm. um, we actually saw the migration coming down out of Kenya into Tanzania. And um, oh. it is, a, it is a, you know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've done many wonderful things in my life, but sit on the shores of, the, of that Mara River, um, because of, of the time of the year, you know, with COVID, I had absolutely an unspoiled view on the other bank, and uh, just to see these tens and hundreds of thousands of animals coming over, to see crocodiles taking the wildebeest in, in the river, um, it was really, really very special. And then from there, we flew to from Kokotende, which is on the border, which is on the border of the um, Serengeti, on the banks of the Mara River. We flew into um, Kigali, Rwanda. And then we went to the Mountain Gorilla um, Lodge, and from there we, we 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 hiked with the gorillas. And uh, what so so what so what they've done is they've taken the poachers out of the mountains, and we've and we've retrained them to be guides. And the, of course these guys know know the mountains like the back of their hand. This is the Virunga Mountains, where Diane Fossey uh, did her research. And um, so 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 the, the, these poachers or these rangers nowadays will actually often spend the night with the gorilla family or else go um, go up there early in the morning to find out out where they were. Because what the gorillas do is they will make a nest, a bed at night to sleep in, Um, you know, just leaves pulled together and they sleep close to papa. And we only spend an hour with them. This time we actually wore masks just because of of, of the COVID situation, but generally I don't think we uh, will do that again. But Mm that one hour... Feels like a week. It's just, I mean, I can tell you this last time. I mean, we had twins, um, and they were uh, twin twin youngsters. But just the way these two guys were just being like two little boys in life, just pulling each other's hair, pushing each other off daddy when they're standing on him. It just, you know, you know, you you think, wow, they're so much like us. No, get over it.
0: (laughs) You know, know, it's so true. You look into their eyes, and I, it, it it's remarkable, and um, I I I some of the pictures I so encourage all of you that are listening to make certain that you go to these websites because you can look at these experiences and it is just it's 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 really it's really remarkable to see what you can see and. And and when you look into the eyes of these gorillas, I don't know, I, I, there's just something mystical about that. And that's not to say that these other animals are not equally wonderful and exciting and charming. They They are, but for you to be able to do that and to take people to do that, it's just life-altering. And and I know that you can do tailor made safaris, and I know that there's all kinds of things that I mean. I remember taking a whole river cruise. That was something that you arranged for us to do on the on on the Chobe, uh, the Chobie River. Um, that was a phenomenal experience. Um, and oh my God! And let's we can't not talk about a Victoria Falls. People here in the States think that Niagara Falls is really something, and it is. I don't want to take away from the beautiful Niagara Falls in New York. But describe to the people that are listening the the enormity of those falls. How big are they?
2: The Victoria Falls are actually, um, I forget all their, 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 their statistics. Please forgive me on that one. But they are, are they are um, they are longer than Ingwasu, They are higher than Niagara, and one right. of the most beautiful, the Victoria Falls, and a lot of people don't do it. And it, yes, it does cost another hundred and fifty dollars, but it's to do a helicopter flight over the Victoria Falls, because uh-huh. that's where you see over millions of years how it has crept forward. I think you can see it by a seven-mile section, five to seven-mile section, of how it has crept forward o- o- over the years. It's, You know, it's it's, just beautiful. I still every time I go to the Victoria Falls, um, which I have been to many, many times, I still go down on one knee and close my eyes and say, "Thank you for the privilege." Um,
0: Absolutely. And it's so, it's so loud, and the and you can just close your eyes and just take it in, and um, it's fabulous. It, It it is it is really fabulous. I, I want to ask you t- just a couple more questions because I do want to give you ample time to talk about um, the coffee coffeehouse. Um, do you think that people have misconceptions about safaris?
2: I'm not sure what you have in mind there. What would you mean in that respect, man?
0: Well, I guess... Well, then, let you know what? Let's just skip it because I can't imagine that if anybody came to your website, they wouldn't know specifically what it is that you offer. So I'm going I'm to skip that question, Robin. I'm happy to do okay. that. Okay. But let me ask you, we have been living during a, a pandemic. How how has that affected your travel business?
2: It's it, it been tough. It was, it, it, it's been very tough on us. But, you know, I, again, I tend not to think about it's been tough on us. What about the people in the destinations that we go to? You know, you mentioned the Victoria Falls, the little city of Victoria Falls. I mean, most people, you know, 99% of their income is from is from tourism. And um, you've seen something beautiful. When I was there in in in, um, in July, I tell the story of three men standing around a table, and the fourth one brought a slice of bread and, and put it down, and they each broke off a piece of bread and ate it. And, you know, was that their lunch or what was it? And you know, here, here we we think we've had it hard. I mean, we, we really haven't had it hard in the USA. We've we, you know it's, it's it's been tough, but you know the, the African destinations that rely on tourism um, have really battled. So you know, um, it, it, it did hammer us. We had a lot of people who who rebooked their groups, which we were grateful for. And then we yes. we have had certain people who've cancelled um, for health for health reasons, but um, we have bounced back. Um, as I said, I led groups to Africa in June and July last last year. And that was in southern Africa. I actually went fishing, tiger fishing, in the Zambezi River, which was Ooh. amazing. And then, um, you know, I led the groups in, in Tanzania and Rwanda. And honestly, Stella is Stella is, is, um, is slammed at the moment. She is, we have so many people booking safaris. Um, Lovely. The, 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 uni- the University of Louisville's alumni, who's traveling with us for the fifth time now, their group is standing at about 80. Um, just this afternoon before your call now, I've got somebody who wants to do a cycling tour um, this with, with Dez Blacker who sends you regards, by the way.
0: Oh, thank um, you.
2: I, I was chatting with Dez a bit earlier. He's our CEO in Cape Town. And it was, it was just so funny. I had another travel agent call me. I had a Zoom meeting with her. And I saw her husband's picture on Facebook. And I said, Lou, do you do, you do cycling? Oh, it's my passion. I love it. I said, how about doing the Cape Argus? So we have a, we, if any if there are any cyclists who are looking on we're going to have that we're going to have team and taba, and um, we're going to be going to um, do the, the 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 Cape Argus in March April of 2024, and from wonderful. there we'll do safari we'll do safari in, in in the Kruger area, and we'll probably go and do some cycling up in Victoria Falls.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. I want to talk about these three initiatives that you have on your website that I think um, are really important. Um, I can speak to two of them. One is called Zabra. And one of the things that Shelly and I did and others is we brought bras. And it was when I met you for the very first time and we actually had a suitcase full of bras. Why don't you tell our listeners what that is all about?
2: Okay, the word Zabra um, is a play on the Z uh, the, the Zoot Africa uh, right. for the um, radio hams, and then of course a bra is a bra. And um, this is Paul Kruger's great 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 granddaughter, and I hope Jeanette is listening. I sent I sent her the link, but Jeanette Kruger <laughs> is Paul Kruger's great great granddaughter. And Paul Kruger, of course, was the first president of the Union of South Africa, and of course, who Kruger National Park is named after. But a few years ago, uh, we started to. We we got the idea from Pack for a Purpose, and um, it's a little bit awkward for a guy to say, hey, can I have the bras you're not wearing, please? You know, it's like, oh, well. well." But it was the second time that I did a big bra drop in in Cape Town at an orphanage just outside Guguleto, and um, I had a young girl give me a handwritten note. And anyway, that evening, I get to them into the vehicle, and I pulled that note out, and honestly, I did the most manly thing I could, man. I just started crying. It simply Mm -hmm. said, thank you, sir. Now I can go for a job interview. And, you know, to me, a a bra is a lot more than, you know, what we think it is. But it's just, you know, imagine that girl in in years years to come says, my first interview I was able to go to because the bra helped me out. And anyway, so as I say, we we, we dropped off bras um, all the way from Ethiopia, Uganda, Rwanda, Tanzania. Um, Jamie Jamie Bundy was with me when we dropped bras off in – In Kigali, Rwanda. And there was a young girl in an orphanage. And uh, because we supply the bras to orphanages, women's shelters, and to rape crisis centers. And this young girl picked up this beautiful Victoria's Secret bra and she was just rubbing it against her face. And I looked at David and I looked at Jamie. And, you know, we both asked David, you know, what's she doing? And this girl in broken English said to me, sir, I've never touched anything as beautiful as this in my life before.
0: Oh, gosh. Well, let me ask you something um, because I know. In fact, I think we did. I think I've done this because you do. We, as we speak today, you are in Louisville, Kentucky. If somebody is listening to this right now, would they be able to actually send you a box of bras to your um, um, office space in Kentucky that could ultimately end up in um, Africa?
2: Absolutely, we've had people put one one bra in one little envelope and send it. Um, absolutely, our, our, our um, contact details are on the um, they're on the Safari web page, but they're also on the coffee web page as well. And we have a collection, we have a collection point. Um, in fact, all our coffee houses, not be franchising as well, all our coffee houses will have um, collection point for the bra.
0: Tremendous. Let's talk about another place that I went to. In fact, I showed this on my Facebook Live, which is in Cape Town at the original tea bag. And um, the conditions that the men and women live in in that location isn't like anything I had ever seen before. Their, their township was really like containers. That's where they lived. That's where they were housed. That's where they brought their joy, and that's where they came to the teabag. And they, the lady that ran that teabag place, and I forget her name. What is her name? Jill. Jill. Jill, right, Jill. She was telling me that Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts around this country have used as one of their big drives to get an Eagle Award is to it was to collect used tea bags. Drink your tea, empty out the empty out the tea, dry out the bags and send them to her. And with those tea bags, they make art. Did I say that correctly?
2: Absolutely, yes. Oh. It's
0: phenomenal. It was it was phenomenal. So, mm-hmm. that's yet another thing that people can find If they decide, you know what, I drink tea, I I know Robin has coffee, well, my husband drinks coffee, I drink tea, I never thought about that, I just throw those tea bags away. Well, guess what, that is an opportunity for somebody, someplace in this world, that maybe you have never visited, that can take those tea bags and turn it into beautiful art. So, another thing that you do. And the last mm-hmm. initiative I want to talk about, because then I do want to talk about your coffee beans, is Acts for for you. I my my mouth is not cooperating. Acts for Rwanda. Tell us what that's about.
2: Okay, it's, it's spelled A C T S, and then the number four, and it comes from mm-hmm. Acts four from the Bible, and for Rwanda. Acts for Rwanda. Um, um, Linda Weir, a lady in, in um, Little Rock, Arkansas. And, uh, Linda, I hope you're listening too. Um, Linda has done an, an amazing job. Um, we don't in Africa, in fact, in, in, in the Zulu language, is not a word for an orphan or an orphanage, because you were never an orphan and there was never an orphanage in in, in our tribal cultures, uh, because hmm. you were always looked after by somebody. So, so what what Act for Rwanda was was looking after children. Uh, at the most vulnerable time of the day is after school and when their parents or when their caregivers come back from home. Yes, there were some kids who actually stayed on the property, but this is where um, I was down there one, one, one day. Actually, Jamie was with me as well and looked across the fence, across the way, and there was a young boy standing there. His name was, was Pacific, uh, the, the, the French Pacific. And um, I looked at David and I said, what's the boy standing there? Why? Well, what, what's he doing? Why is he not part of the program? And I think the worst word that any parent can ever hear, or anybody, the fact, um, they said, nobody wants him. And oh. <laughs> that, 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 that to me just meant like, "Rob, go and give him a hug. And anyway, um, it was a, a, a very awkward situation because um, Pacific was actually pumping his mother to um, buy food or to, to keep his, his, his siblings alive. And while I was, was there, the next trip, I was able to start a, a sewing project and help them start a sewing project. And because before we left Africa, I had taught many Zulu women how to sew. And it mm-hmm. was the, 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 the coolest thing to teach a bunch of Rwandese, Rwandese women who knew how to sew, but just to teach them business skills. And it was quite it was quite interesting. About three years ago, we actually got into trouble with Axe for Rwanda because it was a, equivalent to a 501c program. And oh. these women were... were these women were making too much money, <laughs> so it's isn't isn't lovely something? to see something that's turned around, and it's lovely to see some of these kids who've gone out. Um, Julie Jolly, who's a very good friend of ours in um, San Diego, actually, actually who travels with us a lot, um, adopted a boy called, called Peter, who's at college now, and he's doing and he's doing very well for himself. So it's just beautiful to see how we've reached out beyond the borders in in many other respects.
0: Yes, that's. Anybody that has spends any time with either one of you understands your passion. And I'll make sure that um, I find the links for all three of these initiatives that I will post on my blog for people to also learn more for themselves. But in this remaining 20-plus minutes or more, let's talk about your other business, which is Coffee Beans. What prompted you um, to get involved in African coffee?
2: We actually started at ground level in many ways. Um, I, I, I've summited Kilimanjaro three times, and Stella and I have led many groups into the gorillas. And every time you do, you go through these coffee plantations. You meet these beautiful growers. You meet the people. I mean, you see the passion that they grow, this coffee with. It's not like a commercial farmer who looks down his mile-long field of something and says, you know, my rans goes right down there. No, these guys are passionate. They talk to their trees. And then um, about four years ago, I had the privilege of taking Connie Alexikos, who was uh, the CEO of Badass Coffee, with me to Africa. The trip right after that, I had Stella and a group of ladies, including Jane Bundy again, in uh-huh. Ethiopia. And then just shortly after that, I bumped into a guy in South Africa who actually does what I do over here, but he did over there, and he helped me a lot. A company called called Bean There Coffee, and we started a company in 2015 called A Taste of Africa, uh, where we where we, in, we import food from South Africa and we 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 bring it in directly, goes through FDA and all the rest, and then we sell it here on online within the USA we've had so many people saying, I want to come to your store. I want to come to your store. And we don't have a store. We, have a, we had a warehouse then at that stage. And um, two years ago, in 2019, when, when everything was still looking good, um, mm-hmm. I took over an old pizza hut and um, we, we, we scuttled a pizza hut. I built still her safari office inside there. We started roasting coffee. And we have our little grocery store. We call it the Spaza. South African word, Spaza, shop in the back and um we we we've we have we we hung on through COVID, it's been tough, but um I realized moving into louisville, we were coming into a very strong coffee culture, and mm-hmm. um we had to do one thing was was maintain our coffee and like you talk about or, or like your show is, um we have a story that you know, nobody can take away from us, and nobody can you know deny um you know we 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 only sell african coffee because well, because we are Africans. And the, the the most beautiful thing is all our companies, all our entire become companies are women-owned. They're owned by Stella. The they are women-owned. The, Direct, correct. And wow. and and the, 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 and the majority of the farmers that we get our coffee from in Africa are are women farmers. And um, the most amazing experience to 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 be able to to look to tell somebody that when they buy a bag of coffee from us, um, either on a monthly subscription or a cup of coffee in the shop. They are helping a child in East Africa go to school, and um, if you've got a problem with that, I'll send you a, an empty sack of coffee to prove where your coffee came from. But as I say, coffee, coffee is endemic to Africa, and um, it's our privilege to support our, our sisters in Africa. Wow,
0: that is really that is really interesting. And did you decide to spell house H A U S from your German background, that's German, right?
2: That's correct. Philip will tell you about that.
1: Yeah. Yes, we, we were wondering what to call it and um, to us we wanted to create a space um, that's not just a come in and get your coffee and go out again. We wanted to create a space where people feel at home, where they can come enjoy a cup of coffee, enjoy some eats and just relax and enjoy it with friends. And so um, we decided to call it Ntaba Coffee House. So it has got the H A U S, the German house.
0: Nice.
1: And you're open. You're are you? You're open seven days a week. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So we've got a, uh, the coffee house that we started originally. That works. It goes seven days a week. Uh, days a week. Um, most, during the week and morning working week, we start at six uh, at six thirty. We open up to five o'clock, and over the weekends it's eight o'clock to four or at nine to four. So that's what we've got. But we are actually in the process of um, having a coffee house built for us, which will have a drive-through, and it'll oh, be a twenty-four. Nice. Yes, yeah, so a twenty-four-seven hour location.
0: If people wanted to. Um, purchase coffee from you. Is mm-hmm. that what they would do through the coffee club?
2: Correct, correct. They can buy single bags, and they can buy a monthly subscription. A monthly subscription is about a, a buck and a half a day, and you get free shipping on that, and that's two bags of coffee at your choice. And you can stop your your subscription whenever you want, but um, the image nice. there, and then, and then we also have our roasters' choice as well. Um, and that's often coffee that's not on the website yet. So that will be a new coffee we brought in from Ethiopia or something we've got from Malawi. Um, I'm trying to get some coffee out of, of Mozambique as well. Um, so the, 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 the coffee club is a great way of getting fresh roasted. And please, guys, I'm begging you, I'm begging you, don't ask me to grind it for you. Rather, go and <laughs> buy a grinder. Because yeah. honestly, when one, once you break the surface tension of the coffee bean, you, 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 you release the volatiles. And, you know, once those volatiles are gone, they're gone. And you rather want that in your cup of coffee than in your kitchen. So, as I say, we, 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 we sell whole beans. They, of course, they they, they they roasted everything from a light to a medium to a dark roast. We also have a very great medium-dark. And um, one of my favorites is fish eagle from Malawi. So what we've done is, we, we we've, we've, to identify our coffees, we have the, the country of origin. We have an animal related to that country. And then we have a color. We also have our our roasted notes on on, on the coffee, um, and that's not the flavor. We don't flavor our coffee, and we don't blend our coffee either. Um, we, we we keep the same coffee from 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 each estate completely separate.
0: That's nice. That that's really nice, and it's all organic, isn't it?
2: Oh, uh, you know what? I love the way you when when you ask that. I I had I had a group with me once trying to ask um, somebody in the, uh, I I think it was in Rwanda. So so tell me what, you know, why, why, or is your coffee organic, they said. The poor guy didn't understand what what that was, so my guide was trying to explain it to him. And so finally, um, I said to to the guide, um, why don't you you, you tell this, this, this lady where he gets his fertilizer from? He smiles. He points down down the belly, and he goes like a sheep. He goes, "Meh." Nah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's completely organic. I mean, you know, no no, no herbicides, no fertilizer used except for the meh. Um, and it's it's um, yeah, as I said, small batch roasted. eh?
0: That's so great. And you know, I must say, this is yet another really remarkable website. Uh, I I don't know who you work with, but. You can just look at these pictures and want to be there. And, you know, when I looked at this one picture, um, which, honestly, to somebody that wouldn't know what they were looking at, I thought, oh, cherry tomatoes. I didn't realize the coffee beans were red. Yeah.
1: Actually, I'd like to tell you a story about this. Please. Because we were... Yeah, we, went, we visited Ethiopia, um, just wanted to expand our offerings in Africa because we only do a, a range travel to African countries. And we were walking on, on one of the first expeditions that we took. We took a boat ride across the river and went to, uh, across a lake and went to visit a monastery. And we wa- were walking through the jungle when we came across these beautiful red berries and I said to my gu- our guide, Iob, I said, "Yeah, look at this. What is it? He says, those are coffee beans. And um, they were just so beautiful. And Robin, both of us are very keen photographers. And, of course, we took several photos. And those, sure. that photo that you see on our website, um, uh-huh. is one of the original photos that we took in Ethiopia that day. Um, just uh, Yeah, and they are just beautiful, absolutely striking red. Yes.
0: It, uh, really, I, I think that, that that was a surprise to me that um, I, I, I put that picture on my, web, on my post about you guys because I thought that picture was so beautiful. And really, your, your websites are so beautifully done. And, and if somebody is listening to this right now and they're thinking, wow, you know, he said something about franchising. Is there a way that I could start a franchise? If somebody was listening and they wanted to have a franchise and work with you, is that a possibility?
2: Absolutely, it is. Uh, thanks so much for asking about that as well, Marsha. Um, I started working on this uh, was a South African youngster who put me in touch with a company called Accurate Franchising out of um, Florida. And um, it took me uh, six months or more to actually get the the actual the, the, What they call the FDD The Franchise doc, um, Document Art And so it's been very well written It's very, very thorough We we have our first franchisee opening Across the river in Indiana A super South African guy by the name of James Pim And um, so we're very excited about it And this is just our way of continuing To share the blessing that we have As Africans of Africa And um, you know, I mean when, when I close my eyes at night I see little feet running to school, and um, mm-hmm. that's what you know. That's 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 my mission. That's my goal: is to 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 open as many schools as we can in East Africa. We're actually involved with a school at the moment through the safari business in in, um, in Tanzania, and we, we we're really looking forward. In fact, James um, has an autistic son, and he's going to be uh, be, be be pointing his coffee house more towards um, employing um, people with autism. And um, nice. see how we can spread how we can spread that model
0: you know i I think I noticed that on social media about um the autistic side of this. so if somebody was listening, but they're on the west coast of cal- of the United States at this point, is there possibilities for people where where I live to get connected to you, and perhaps have um, a coffee house here?
2: Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing stopping you. Um, I can do it in all 50 states. Um, Wonderful. I I used to joke while while I was doing this, imagine if I had one in North Dakota, and I've had two inquiries from North Dakota so far. So, yes, um, it's a possibility. And, um, you know, what we've had, quite a few realtors and um, travel agents that, um, you know, um, come and have their meetings in our coffee shop. And I've mentioned sure. it to other people as well. And there's a couple of ladies down south, um, Alabama, Mississippi, who are travel agents, and they, you know, they're coming back into into offices now, and so they are going to take in the Tampa franchise, and then have their, their their real estate and their um so their travel agency in, in there.
0: That's nice. So, to be clear, um, are you are you saying that? Part of the proceeds go to the children. I, I mean, well, does all, yeah, you know, the, or does all of it go to the children?
2: All all of it goes to the children because if you look at it, we 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 are going beyond fair trade. We're going to direct trade. A lot of people boast about being fair trade. We go we go and beyond fair trade. So we buy directly from the farmers. We're not. But yes, I do have a broker who brings it in to save me the headache. But we go directly to the farmer. So every bag of coffee, every cup of coffee, every bean has been grown by an African, and those farmers, that money goes to them. That goes to their children, or you know, puts their kids through school.
0: Isn't that? is not that I? That is I. Have you? I would have, I would presume that as charismatic as you both are, because you certainly are, but you back that up with your passion. I sure hope you've been on news programs um, in your hometown. Have have you guys been featured on the news?
2: We have been featured on quite a few um, news uh, news channels. And, um, yeah, we're very grateful to the local news um, who have been very positive to us and for us. Um, um, Our councilmen, our councilwomen have been also very, very supportive of us as, as well.
0: Oh, I think, that's just, I think that's just terrific. And, you know, when, when we were talking earlier about the time of year for safaris and you had mentioned about the weather, I was thinking, okay, so when was I there? I was there in March. And um, the weather was spectacular. And when you have really knowledgeable people and patient, because God knows I ask a lot of questions, like uh, there was this really weird bird with these skinny, skinny legs, walking like on lily pads. And I'm thinking, well, all right, I can see those skinny little legs. But what's what's sticking out of its stomach? Oh, that's where she carries her baby. Those are the that's the leg of the baby that she's carrying. I went, what? Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite pictures. Can I just say that is really a cool uh-huh. picture? um The other thing I remember you talking about um you know you can't really not mention nelson Mandela and that that museum is really noteworthy and and should not be missed and one uh-huh. is this pardon me
2: i I was going to say one of the privileges that we have nowadays. You know, none of us are going to have the privilege of meeting Nelson Mandela anymore. But um, uh, Christo Brand, who was Nelson Mandela's prison warder, um, an amazing man, wrote has written a book. And please, if you can 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 find it, 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 it is on Amazon. Um, Mandela, my prisoner, my friend. Um, and um, we 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 have Crystal Brand to come around as a guest speaker. A lot of people have got a, you know the connotation of a prison warder and prisoners. You don't you, you don't want to go there, okay? But um, um, Christo Brand's son used to get handwritten notes from Nelson Mandela saying, with love from Uncle Nelson. I don't know how many of you have got a letter from Nelson Mandela saying, with love from <laughs> Uncle Nelson. So,
0: wow. As
2: I say, you, you, you're quite right. It was, I mean, my neighbor was on the ballot in 1994. I ran against the, the ANC. I ran against his party. But um, just the most amazing man. I tell you, this world needs him right now. Well, um, you're not kidding. I, and the privilege, as I said, of, 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 of a of a man who, 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 who shackled him and unshackled him. And, um, right. I mean, uh, Mandela, Mandela and uh, Christopher Brown's wife used to bake each other um, birthday cakes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And because uh, they, were, they were both good, good bakers. And these are some of the stories. So, you know, take the safari with us to Africa. Um, it's not only going to see the animals, but it's to learn about the people. It's learn about the famous people. But not so famous people in Victoria right. Falls we go and have a, a home hosted meal where we actually go into somebody else's home and, and have a meal with them right um, you know uh, um, some people get the privilege of meeting my mother in Cape Town
0: <laughs> and having, oh I love have, that and, have, oh, and having
2: lunch with my mother
0: <laughs> you know you made me I just thought of another thing that is like what another one of those what moments and that's when we went to Boulder We went to see the penguins, and it's like, wait a minute, we're seeing penguins? That was just, that was unbelievable. Yes, that is one of the
1: favorite um, places to stop for our clients. They all love the penguins, and I think many of them are really amazed that you find penguins in Africa,
0: but that's what it is. Yes, yes. And 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 the other thing that that struck me that you mentioned earlier because it was canceled while we were there and that is that bike tour and it was um it was canceled because the wind was going to be hazardous to any bike rider but that's where they also put all those locks like they did like they do in Paris on across all of those that the the metal um where we were touring, what was tell us about that that bicycle tour? Maybe there's somebody that would like to do something like that because they're bikers
2: well that's yeah, that's what I mentioned earlier um, the Cape yeah. august uh, in march like when 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 you were there, and I'm actually putting Dez and myself are putting a group together for twenty twenty four We're skipping next next or this year and next year, of course this year. But um, 2024. If anybody is, is, is in a cycle club and you'd like to put a group together, get hold of me. Let me know. Um, as I said, we'll combine that with the Victoria Falls as well as the safari. And it's
0: a, and it's, it's no, a no, long no, ride, isn't it?
2: Uh, it's a long ride, eh? It's a it's a it's a day ride. And so you, you're basically riding the two oceans. You're riding on the Indian Ocean side of the uh, of the peninsula, and you're coming back on the Atlantic. And you're doing Chapman's Peak. You you're driving some of the most, you're riding some of the most spectacular um, foot, um, roads in the world. The um, Chapman's Peak has often been um, assimilated to the Amalfi Drive in Italy. And um, mm-hmm. I just say anybody going there just remember, will remember it for the rest of their lives.
0: It's true. I, I don't know how, I don't know, I, I mean, I, I can remember, people who know me personally know that, I am an enormous converse wearer, my Chuck Martins, um, Taylors, I said Chuck Martins, Chuck Taylors. It's, it's, they're what I wear. It's just part of who I am. And I remember going into these different restaurants, and it's like all the servers are wearing black high-top Chuck Martins. Then we're in Soweto, and we're visiting these children, and we're having a drum a drumming um, um, uh, thing put together and here's these beautiful children and it's like oh my goodness put your feet up oh i need to take a picture of you little one you've got on chuck Mark chuck taylor's and i've got on chuck taylor's holy cow i mean <laughs> i could the just the experience um the drumming oh my gosh i mean uh, it it it's just and and there's a huge wine industry there too a huge wine industry in South Africa because we visited some of those wineries. Oh yeah,
2: correct. I often say we have the butchers to thank for our wine because they didn't like the French, and when the French arrived, they said get the Hint into the endless hills, <laughs> and of course this is where uh, this is where we get some of the world the world um, 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 award winning wine. Uh, um, yes. with a, one of my favorite is the is, is um, Pinotage. Uh, um, Pinotage I joke about Pinotage Pinotage which is a, a combination between the Hermitage and the Pinot Noir grape and mm-hmm. a, one can buy that here in America it's, 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 in, it's endemic to South Africa but it's called Pinotage P-I-N-I-T-O-G-E Pinotage
0: Isn't it isn't that I mean can't you I mean really I, I know that you could go on about the different things about your homeland and and people that are listening to this, they can't help but think, I need to go there. I don't know when, but I need to go there. And I would say, yes, you do. Yes, you do, because it's, it's when you go there, you come home with that in your soul. Mm-hmm. I, I mean that but sincerely. I think,
2: I, I, well, Marsha, I think you're the I think you're the living proof of it. I mean, how many um, businesses or industries has anyone been in for almost 20 years and can say we have not had one person come back and say, I wish I hadn't gone? Um,
0: right. You know,
2: um, we, we, we are privileged in this. I mean, we have people who've traveled with us many, many times. Jamie's one. Um, Julie Jolly's one. Tina Kickhamp is one. And, you know, these are people who, who come back and work for our company. <laughs> we love it so much.
0: Well, and you have some wonderful social media sites um, um, that are groups. Um, and if people, you know, if if you're listening right now and you're trying to figure out how do I manage all of this, I will do my very best to hyperlink all of these different places that will allow people to get there directly. But you are very reachable. You're you have an email. You have you have an office that picks up the calls, and if somebody just wants to call you, they can do that as well. And because that's you good. are so accessible, you make traveling there. <laughs> I still have my jacket that you gave me because that's what you <laughs> gave us. Yeah, and, that's you know, well, that's I, good. yeah, it's this is I know, I, I, you know, I, you know, when you answer the questions like, well. What about Wi-Fi or how do I do this or what about my passport or how do I do that or do I need inoculations or any of those things? Any question you could possibly have, you guys have that answer, and that's what makes you so special and so unique, and I'm so grateful to have you rejoin me again. This has just been just like I knew it would be. I'm so grateful to have you both with me today.
2: It's been our absolute pleasure, and thank you very, very much for having us again.
0: Thank you so You're, very much, Mark. You're welcome, Stella. And to all of you that are listening, think about this, because this, is, this can be life-changing. So I will let you get on with your evening, because I know it's um, after 5 by you. And I want to thank all of you for listening as well and supporting me and understanding that this is an absolute passion of mine. And if you've enjoyed this show, please tell your friends as well. And I will say goodbye to now. Have a lovely evening. Until next time, bye, everyone.